up? <laughs> Welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. Gave y'all a little bit of break last week, man. I should have brought that fire and that heat on y'all, but I let y'all uh, marinate on the island of Misfit Toys. But this week, I'm excited to be back on schedule. Man, we're going to get it popping. You know, every once in a while, you, you have a little moment where, you know, things just ain't flowing the way you think they should. I've been on the road, got a lot going on. But I can't rem- or not remember, I can't forget what got me here. That is the Help Myself podcast that has really set me on a different trajectory. And uh, I am so appreciative of all y'all rocking with me. So this is our newest first segment, Help Wanted. And uh, I am way early. I'm way early. Today, uh, when this uh, airs, it'll be the 16th. So I'll be about four days early. But I want to take this time, man. I am inspired by, man, they're my family. She my niece. Not biologically, but might as well be. I didn't know her since she was a little something something. And this fella came into all of our lives a decade and a half or so ago, maybe a little less than that or whatever. But man, help wanted. I want to shout out William Maurice and Latanya Gail Jones. Oh, this Friday, 10 years ago, they tied the knot. I had the privilege of being at their wedding, man. And they're both so inspirational. They got their beautiful twin boys, man, who are, you know, those fellas are, they got it going on, man. I'm like, if I was as cool as them two young fellas as as they are now, if I was as cool back then, let me tell you something, the world would be my oyster. But I'm so proud of both of you. Uh, I know, again, like I said, I'm early, but I definitely want to shout you out. And uh, that's my help wanted, man. Cheers to love. I truly believe in it. I celebrate it. I advocate for it. And I am so glad to see young people making marriage and being in love and being a family look good because it is good. So it ain't hard to make something that is good look good. So with that, we are going to move on to our main part. Let's transition on into this episode of the Help Myself Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Got to put that senior in there because I got a junior. And Junior's back there, man. We've been doing a little bit of traveling. So Junior's back there knocked out. Man, let me tell you something. I went back there just to check on him because he got quiet. We were uh, taping an episode of Dope Discussions with Erica Podcast with Erica and Gator Live, man. And we were we were having a good conversation. But during the uh, taping, I kept having to, you know, look off. And, you know, LJ was in rare form, man, doing his thing, man. I think he had a little attitude with me because he'd been with his grandma all weekend. And I wasn't letting him just <laughs> have sweets for dinner and everything. So he's having a detox from all the good times he was having. Daddy is a tyrant, you know, Make imagine me trying to make him eat something healthy, but got a little quiet back there. And I went back there and my man is knocked out, knocked out. So uh, we probably won't be hearing from the co-pilot this episode, but y'all know what it is, man. He's the reason why I do what I do. And I am extremely excited to be back in the saddle and sharing with all of you on this episode of the Help Myself podcast. And it has an interesting title, Thoughts on a Marriage. Thoughts on a Marriage. 
Uh, man, I've been inspired. I've been kind of looking forward to doing this episode for a while. Several reasons. Um, so thoughts on a marriage, part one and part two, are both um, in my book, The Journey from Fear to Abundant Faith. Uh, and, you know, we talked about that. And and so I was inspired. I, I just kind of wanted to come on here and kind of love on marriage. Not to say that it needs my help, but... I just really wanted to talk about it from a different perspective, maybe, and kind of just give my thoughts on it and maybe share a little bit of what I've I've talked about in the past. So if you hear me fumbling around with pages, I'm trying to see what I wrote. <laughs> but also the second thing that inspired me is, is that I knew August 20th. This is the week of August 20th. And August 20th, um, for 10 years, it has traveled with me. I have a refrigerator magnet. Uh, that is commemorating the date of the Jones family and them getting married. And uh, I'm going to pop that up on my uh, my Instagram and my Facebook as a, well, it's Friday. So instead of doing a throwback Thursday, I might do a flashback Friday. But, you know, I just really want to uh, big up those guys and uh, let them know how much they mean to me. I had the privilege of being there. I've had the privilege of watching Latanya grow up um man and uh you know that's just something that has i've carried with me and it has been an inspiration to me not only just to have that magnet that commemorated two young people committing their lives to each other in the sight of god but to watch their family flourish man and and the things that i've seen and, and uh i'm just inspired and so i want to share a little bit of that inspiration with you. So I'll tell you what really kind of inspired me to talk about thoughts on a marriage. A few months ago, some friends of mine were celebrating their wedding anniversary. And as is customary, you know, uh, on Facebook, you know, they made their proclamations to each other. And I noticed one of the comments <laughs> that was made was, well, I won't, I won't just call it out, but there was a lot of reference to the struggle and how hard it was. And, you know, I mean, we, we talked ad nauseum about this ain't good, that ain't good, blah, blah, blah wanted to give up this that, and and I honor that because they didn't give up but I guess for me and listen and, and I don't let me, I'm trying my best not to be judgmental about this but I guess for me I felt some kind of way about taking the time to celebrate something so amazing and leading off and following through with what I felt was a slightly negative tone and then wrapping it up in the bow of I'm glad we made it happy anniversary. You know, I, I felt some kind of way about it. Now, not too long after that, there's this, uh, it's me and my buddy calling this lion of a man. Um, he's a brother, Mr. Jason Wilson. A lot of us have seen him. He's gone viral. You know, he's a, a martial arts instructor, but you can really see him working with those young men and those boys 
about emotional intelligence and, and being in tune with their emotions and not being afraid to cry and things like that. So he's gone viral for that. And when he got to his anniversary, there's a beautiful picture of him kissing his wife on the cheek and her eyes are closed and she looks like she is in the only place in the entire universe that she wants to be in his arms. And he looks the same way. And his caption is, today marks 23 years of being married to my beloved wife, Nicole. I am so thankful the most high crossed our paths because you have truly made my life one worth living. I love you. Whoo. Now that's what is supposed to, again, again, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be judgmental because you never know what some people's struggles are. And my friends, maybe that was the best that they could do from the place that they were in. So I don't want to judge that. I'm just saying that I really think that some perspective on marriage I don't want to be one of those that's under attack. I, I think what happens is, is that a lot of times you get a lot of people out here that that want to consider themselves to be what you call a, what do they call it? Expert voice. And, you know, you're talking from a limited perspective. And so maybe you've seen some things, but I've found that when you surround yourself with a certain kind of people, there's a certain kind of thing you see. So like, I don't, I don't see a lot of people that are disenfranchised with their marriages because I don't tend to, to surround myself with people like that. I tend to surround myself with people who celebrate their unions. They're honest and they have moments, but they celebrate it and they're working to make it better. Because like I've said before, you know, I'm not going to say if I get married again, because I want to get married again. I will be married again, but it won't just be so that I could check that block off. It'll be with the woman of my dreams and we will build a beautiful life together. And I will say something like, I'm so glad the most high crossed our paths because you've truly made my life one worth living. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to say. And so I try to surround myself with people who not only have strong marriages, but have wisdom that leans towards the power of a strong marriage. Now, I have friends that don't have no interest in getting married, have been married before, maybe not married, and they're not interested in that. And, and they bring value to my life in so many other ways. So this is not judgmental against that. But if you're going to get into a commitment such as marriage, I would just say, you know, when you're putting yourself into something, if my name is on it, if I'm connected to it, I need to be working on making it the best that I can make it. So when I talk about it in the book, um, all that noise, <laughs> you know, I talk about the wedding that we were at and, you know, all of the things surrounded it. Um, you know, the prayers that it would be a beautiful wedding and the prayers for the support systems and the prayers for the special day and, you know, all of these things. And one of the myths that I talked about, because I did my study, I said one of the myths that they put out there, you know, is, um, 
you know, the rate of divorce and, you know, more of this, more of that. But, man, my buddy Tony A. Watts, man, he had some of his friends on there, and I loved the caption of the show. I'm butchering it because I can't call it around. But I remember what he was saying was basically over 50% of marriages prosper, survive, are successful, and they prosper. And I was like, that was, man, that was a change of perspective that I was so proud to be a part of. And what really gets to the <laughs> the essence of a marriage is this radical way of looking at love. Um, I think I've been to a ton of weddings. I've, I've actually conducted um, plenty of weddings myself. I'm very proud to have been a part of so many special days and to still be connected to all these beautiful folks that that gave their lives to each other. And I think that we recite and read uh, Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13, and we talk about love, but I don't think we're real about love. You know, because I think if, if <laughs> I think some people would almost like to remix the verse and say things like, love is possessive, love is jealous, love seeks, its own first. Love is selfish. <laughs> you know, we'd almost have to remix it to look at those ideals about what love is, but that is not what it says. Love is patient, love is kind, is long suffering, doesn't seek its own, all of these beautiful things about love. And one of the things that we have to realize is that love isn't that sweet feeling. One of the analogies that I make and that I liken to is that when LJ was a baby and he'd wake up in the middle of the night, I promise you, we thought he wouldn't sleep through the middle of the night till he turned 21 because <laughs> he was taking us through it. And uh, those cold nights walking across that cold kitchen floor to get his bottle and to make sure he was fed and sit in that chair in the living room so that Tiga could sleep. And, you know, knowing that I had to get up for work in about three and a half hours and I was sleep broken and making sure he was okay, that didn't feel good. It wasn't fun, but that was love. That was love. And I wouldn't have had it no other way, even though I was tired. At the moment, I would have preferred to stay asleep. But my baby needed me. And I showed up. And I didn't have a stern conversation with my baby about waking up in the middle of the night hungry. No, I fed him. I fed him. And that's love. Love is action. If you love me, show me something. And one of the realizations that I came to is that sometimes we get caught up in requited love and unrequited love. So it isn't love unless you're showing me something back. But if I love you, it's up to me to express it. And this book isn't for everyone, but a book that I love and I have to polish up on and read every couple of years is The Four Agreements. And it talked about not taking anything personal. And so it's like, if you love someone, it's not about whether or not they return that love the same way or the way you want them to, because you never know what tomorrow might hold. But today you love someone. Let them know, show them in a tangible way. And I realized that I wanted to live a life where I love freely, 
that it wasn't restricted on uh, what I get from it, what somebody will do for me. And that if I could live my life in that way, in reference to love, then surely the love that I put out will come back to me. And let me tell you something. I came to a realization that the love had been coming back to me a hundred times already. And the problem was I was expecting love to look a certain way. But when I stopped trying to control and dictate the pace, I realized that I was so loved, that I was surrounded by people who loved me in so many different ways, forms, and fashions. And it was it was overwhelming, the love. And so when I think about marriage, think about that being such a high pinnacle of love. You know, the example that we must set, and me as a husband, and I've talked about this before, I have to operate in a love that transforms those around me. So one of the things that I talk about as a husband, you know, he doesn't have to be the best at everything, but a husband should inspire his wife and his children to do those things that they're best at. So the family as a whole can be the best that they can be. You know, so a husband has to lead and then a husband has to lift, you know, as a leader that operates in love, he lifts those that serves. And one of the ways I like to talk, call this uh, servanthood leadership, which personally is my favorite type of leadership to serve. I feel like if you're not willing to serve, then you're really not willing nor equipped to be a leader. And so, you know, when a husband loves and leads in love, he lifts his family. You know, I mean, what I want my wife to say of me is, John brings out the best in me. That's an example of a husband that lifts, not only inspires, but he frees up his wife to be the best version of herself and to reach her highest potential. He's a lifter. I really believe that as men, we're called to be lifters in our family. You know. People ought to be excited when I come through the door and when I come home, when I haven't been there. They should be glad to see me. You know, he's got to love, he's got to lift, and he's got to lead. And then, you know, I personally think that a wife works in concert. Listen, let me tell you something. There's all these conversations about, <laughs> I'll put it like this, man. If we could understand the beauty and the power of the concert of masculine and feminine energy. It happens in each one of us as a person, but it also happens in the concert of a relationship. And the divine feminine and the divine masculine are beautiful and powerful. And having a woman that is operating in her divine, working in concert with you, it's a powerful thing. And I think sometimes we get so busy trying to make this a transactional thing that we miss the sum of the parts. And there's a meme that I like. <laughs> and it's just me. Listen, I'm not saying how anybody else's household should be run. But listen, people out here arguing about going 50-50 on the bills. 
I want to be living the kind of life where my wife don't even know we got bills. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so as a husband to love, lift and lead and the wife working in concert with those efforts, she'll be a fruitful vine. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing for your wife to be a vine. <laughs> I mean, yo, vines get busy, man. I'm not going to even go down this whole list of fruits and things that, that, that come out of a vine, but vines get busy, you know, they, they do their thing. And there's a lot of men. So, you know, when, when the woman is working that relationship, the man leads, loves, lifts, and then the woman, she's there with the tenacity of that vine. She's not inferior. And that, that, you know, that, that's something that we've got to understand. There's a balance. Everybody doesn't do the same thing, but there's not an inferior or superior. And the beautiful thing, you know, I was talking about a vine does its thing. And if you pay attention to the vine, it'll grow no matter what situation you put it in. If you put it on something flat, a vine will grow flat. If you put it on something crooked and misaligned, the vine will grow crooked and misaligned. If you put a vine on something that's growing straight and tall, the vine will grow strong and tall. So if the man is upright and tall in the marriage, then the woman is going to grow strong and tall and she's going to do three things. She's going to climb, she's going to cling, and she's going to cluster. <laughs> but the man's got to play his role. And I don't mean his specific role, but... You know, it's like a conversation that I had with one of my uh, cousins. You know, he was like, hey, you know, I'm different. I'm this, that, I'm that. You got to lead in ways that are intrinsic to you. And leading don't necessarily mean I get the last word. I had to say so. Your leading could just be setting a foundation for the family. Your leading could just be encouragement. You know, you may have strengths in different areas, but you've got to find a way to lead that is intrinsic to you. And that, you know, that's what I say to folks all the time, man. You got to do it. Don't do it the way that other people are telling you. You got to figure out what works for you. But back to climbing, clinging, and clustering. Man, listen. If you give the wife in this relationship everything you've got to offer with intentionality, with love, with care and concern. She's gonna cluster, she gonna multiply that thing. She gonna make it better. I'm telling you, I just, ugh, I gotta chill right there. Like, man, I, and, and I've got, I've had the benefit and the blessing of growing up around women and just to see what they were able to do with little to nothing. But just imagine if you gave them everything to work with. Like, you know, I remember my grandmother making these delicious meals out of what was leftover stuff, you know, and I'm just sitting there in amazement and all like, yo, all we have was some flour, some ketchup and, you know, some scrap meat or whatever. And you made these delicious meals out of that, taking the scraps and making something that not only fed us, but I'm sitting up there, you know, they think you would have thought I was at a gourmet restaurant or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> And just imagine what can be done with the best. What can be done with the best. So not only will she climb, not only will she cluster, but she'll cling. 
to be one. The two will become one. And listen, they've got all kinds of stats to say this, that, and the other. You know what they say, 97% of stats are made up. <laughs> but here's the real thing. I really believe it, man. If we we talk about living best lives, positive thinking, manifesting, man, we can really manifest beautiful, beautiful, beautiful marriages. I, I feel like we need to be a fan of, of what a beautiful marriage and a beautiful family can be. Um, and, and I, you know, I'm not talking specifically, I'm talking about the union of two people that love each other. That can be a beautiful thing, man. Working together, uh, working towards the same direction. One of the things I always say about a relationship, I said, wouldn't it be an amazing thing if you had two people totally unconcerned with self and completely focused with watching the other's back? Like, if you had two people that like, I'm not concerned about me at all. I'm totally focused on making sure you're good. Can you imagine? And, and, and there'll be people that say, oh, well, what if what I think is good for you ain't what you think, blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. Golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I, I posted this on Instagram not too long ago. The platinum rule do unto the others as they would like to have done unto them. Man, when you truly operating in love, you get to the understanding. I know you so well, but yet I have so much yet still to learn about you. And I'm a student and I'm going to go to class and I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to work on projects and I'm going to do extra credit. And then I'm going to re-enroll and after I get that bachelor's, I'm going to go back and get a master's. And after I get that master's, I'm going to get a doctorate. And then I'm going to do some independent study. I'm going to be a student of the game every day of my life. I'm going to learn what you like, what you don't like. I'm going to learn how you evolved and your preferences have changed. And I'm going to challenge myself to evolve and grow with you. Listen, two people focused on each other and doing the best for the other, It'd be an amazing thing, It'd be an amazing thing. And listen, this is definitely the opinion of John Michael Singletary Sr. <laughs> People might prefer to, to differ from what I'm saying and I'm open to that. But let me tell you something, when my time comes, in the words of the great philosopher, Kendrick Lamar, when I get married again, I'm gonna make sure that I make it look sexy. <laughs> I kill myself sometimes, I'm so funny. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about connecting with people that really truly care. I'm excited about opportunities to make sure love is the thing, not just having a title, having a beautiful wedding, or having something that other people think is this. But I wanna be able to hold 
my wife in my arms. And for her to not want to be anywhere else in the universe but with me. And to be able to say, I am so thankful the Most High crossed our paths because you have truly made my life one worth living. And I love you. And now we've gotten to my favorite segment. Oh, yeah, it's F Yo Couch. <laughs> oh, man, I kill myself every time, man. I don't know what it is about the couch. I mean, I guess I can just visually see Dave Chappelle as Rick James on that couch. F Yo Couch. But listen, um, I want to encourage you, you know, I'm saying F your couch, but you probably could do this on the comfort of your couch. So I would say get your mind off the couch. But I want to encourage you, since I talked about thoughts on marriage and, you know, I'm talking about love. And I think a couple of times I paused because I had googly eyes and stuff. (laughs) More about that at a later date. (laughs) But um, I would really like to encourage anybody listening to just google the five love languages figure out what your love languages are there's all kinds of resources out there tests and things that you can take to figure out your love language you might just look at the list and be like oh my god that's my love language but i want you to get educated on what your love languages are it'll tell you a lot about yourself it could probably tell you some friction points in relationships you had and not just romantic relationships but relationships um professionally relationships with friends you know family relationships it can probably illuminate a lot of that that's going on Uh, so i do want you to take some time um to take a look at the five love languages and if you're fretting about the love languages and think it's a strictly relational thing Let's just say that you should always have a strong, loving relationship with yourself. So I'll, I will challenge you to take it one step further. Um, there was uh, some reading I did, and they give suggestions on self-care based on your love language. And I think that I have a triad of, of love languages. You know, there's three at the top. But at the very top of my list, and I I speak in this love language very strongly, is acts of service. And so I looked and there were things that I could do for myself that spoke to me as someone whose primary love language is acts of service. And let me tell you, after I did these things, I I haven't felt that loved. (laughs) I felt good, y'all. So one, first I want you to research get well versed on the five love language figure out what your love language or love languages is again i said i have three acts of services obviously uh the one that i definitely speak in and also quality time and physical touch i probably don't operate in quality touch i mean quality touch everybody love a little quality touch quality time and physical touch as much because i'm single but acts of service is definitely uh 
up at the top and then right there close to it would be quality time and physical touch uh, so get well versed man you you're doing yourself a favor to understand that and then i also want you to take a look at self-care according to your love language or love languages it will definitely change your life uh, and it'll help you help yourself to make everything a little bit better so listen i've enjoyed sharing with you um, I really just enjoyed talking about this. I would love to talk about it a little bit more. You know, I think I kind of was restricting myself a little bit to protect the innocent. <laughs> what innocent? We all guilty of love. Ain't that right? In some way, form or fashion. But um, I would love to talk about this in the future. And uh, definitely, definitely, man, hit the like button, subscribe, follow. Tell a friend about the Help Myself podcast uh, if you feel so inclined. And I still feel the duty to ensure that I'm putting out quality content that will encourage and inspire you and make you feel like you need to let somebody else know. So send them my way if you think that anything that I'm saying or anything that's going on here with the Help Myself podcast can be of help. So as I always close out, I can't help myself. I've got to encourage. I've got to inspire. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And you can too. So why don't we do it together? We'll see you next time. I can't help myself.